0: Hello, everyone. This is Alex Malouf for the IBC Amina podcast. This week, we are joined by Stephen Walsh. Um, Stephen is somebody who has been a long-standing supporter of IBC across the Amina region, and he has a pretty important role in terms of what we are doing next year for uh, AminaCon, which is going to be held in Bahrain. Stephen, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Alex. Uh, yes, I'm excited to be here. Um, as you mentioned, um, I've worked with IBC for a long time and was um, UK president for a couple of years. And um, now, this time around, I'm really excited to be leading the conference, uh, the call for conference papers for the IBC Euro conference to be held in Bahrain in February of next year. So it's going to be a great conference.
0: Well, you you put out the call for um, speakers a couple of weeks back. What has been the response so far?
1: Well, I've had lots of conversations with both people in the communication profession and people in adjacent fields to communication, leadership, uh, health and safety, ethics, those types of things, really talking about the transformational effect that communication can have. And uh, so far, we've had about 25 applications to speak from seven different countries. Uh, And the deadline is on September 20th. So there's still over three weeks to go to get your application in. Uh, the process is really simple. There's a little Google form you can fill out. It takes 10 minutes, and then um, after the deadline, we'll be reviewing all of the applications.
0: Well, we will include the the link to the application process in the the podcast uh, website, so to speak. But yep. in terms of what you've been up to, you know, what has struck you so far as to what people want to talk about, and and what do you want to also widen the net to include?
1: Well, I would really like to hear um, and receive applications from people who do communication work and want the opportunity to showcase what they've done and how they've created success. Case studies are always good. Um, as I mentioned, you know people who have experience or who work in adjacent fields to communication always good. And we're especially looking for entries from people who have uh, won gold quills because it's a great opportunity for you to, you know, share your success and celebrate a bit of IBC success and demonstrate what you can do to help your fellow members and conference attendees.
0: Now, with that, you've been in previous uh, Eurocoms, as we've called them. Now it's a because obviously it's in the Gulf, so a little bit further around. <laughs> uh, yeah. And wh- what are you, you know, what do you advise people to do in terms of putting their applications in? You know, what they should be, what should they be thinking of, and and what would you um, think they should be looking towards, given that we are bringing uh, Eurocom and Minicom to a new part of the region?
1: Yeah, so this is a great opportunity to share international best practice. We've got a variety of formats that people can choose from. So you could run a traditional conference speech, you could run a workshop, you could convene a panel of experts. you know, there's a lot of flexibility and variety in the format and I think that's one of the great strengths of Eurocom. When I the very first one I went to many years ago was a very traditional conference. Um and over the last few years they've been evolving to something much more interactive, something much more participant driven, something much more um practical for delegates. So, please think when you're submitting your application about how you can help participants take your knowledge and your ideas and your learning back to their office and apply it to help the participants be more successful in their own career.
0: Now, what is interesting as well, you're mentioning about expanding the the reach and getting more people who are not traditionally seen as communicators involved. What do you mean by this?
1: Well, look, um, you know, in the communication profession, we uh, are obviously experts in the field. We have similar backgrounds in terms of education and the types of roles that we've done, and there's often similar ways of thinking or approaching a particular solution. Um, you know, I've worked in other fields, uh, particularly uh, market research and human resources, and you know those jobs are about communication. those jobs are about you know, for example, measuring and monitoring corporate reputation or you know using um, leadership behaviors to change the mindset of employees. And when you work in those fields, you discover that there's a kind of different set of frameworks or different set of thinking around how to make an impact. And I would really like to hear from people in those fields about you know how they use their intellectual heritage to make an impact in communication. You know, people in HR, are it's a lot about communication because you're persuading people to act and behave in a different way. In health and safety, for example, that's a communication role because again, you're persuading people to think and act in a different way. But these professions have different intellectual heritage, different models, different approaches, and it'd be great to share some of those experiences so that we can learn from what people in other professions are doing and not just remain focused um, inwards looking inside the communication sandbox.
0: Now, what is also interesting, you are a Canadian who is settled in the UK. You've been working across the region some time. You've done a lot of projects over here as well. Um, mm-hmm. For people who haven't been to the Gulf or who haven't done much over here, what are the similarities and what are the differences in terms of communicating in this
1: region? Um that's a good question and um you'll obviously know more about that alex than i because you live there um my experience is that um there's you have maybe uh, when i was going to the gulf i was positioned as a global expert in a particular field and so you know my clients would invite me out there or my colleagues from um my firm's Dubai office would invite me out there to come and give a kind of overview of global trends and, you know, give some quite specific and concrete practical advice. And so my experience of working in the Gulf, and that's just one person's view, is that, you know, there's a higher scope to be authoritative and direct and more clear, whereas in the Europe and North America in particular, we like people to adopt a kind of more collaborative and coaching style. And I'm not saying that that's um, 100% the way to go, but in my personal experience of working in the Gulf, there's slightly more room for the expert opinion and the um, authoritative perspective on things. And I think that's where you know communicators can really shine uh, because they can use something like the Eurocon conference to demonstrate their international expertise and help participants who are attending from the Gulf to learn from global practices and global approaches.
0: And with that, also, we think about where the event is going to be held this year. It's going to be in Bahrain, so on the eastern periphery of the region, um, just you know, obviously close to IBC-APAC. So are you also hoping that we bring in more people from the other half of IBC, essentially, which is APEC?
1: I think that Eurocom has the potential to bridge the um, regional divide between Europe and AIPAC. and Divide is a really too strong word. But, you know, our conference is at almost the border of our region and the border of the APAC region. So it's a great opportunity for the two regions to come together. Already, we've had applications from speakers in Australia and New Zealand. And um, I'm issuing via this podcast an open invitation to all APAC members. Um, if you've did a great session at your Fusion conference next week and you want to do it again at Eurocom, please fill in the application and we'll have a look at it.
0: And with that, uh, any other tips in terms of uh, coming over to uh, to Bahrain next year?
1: Uh, It's much easier and simpler than people think. Um, you know, you and I, Alex, have both traveled in the Middle East quite extensively. It's very efficient and easy to get around. Um, there's good transportation links. Um, Bahrain is a very safe country. And furthermore, the weather's going to be fantastic in February.
0: So, uh, yeah, just to remind everybody, Bahrain weather in February, about 25, 28 degrees. So uh, you won't need to bring in your wellies uh, or a coat. You know, come in enjoy the the weather, enjoy the location, and enjoy, most importantly, Aminacom. So with that, Stephen, thank you. Thank you. And uh, join us next week for the next podcast.
1: See you then.